Yo, guys, what is up? It's Roots to Grooves. You know it. I'm Jesse. Across from me is Jay Purcell. What's up, Jay? Hey, everybody. I remember a couple of episodes ago, I said I was going to, when you come to me and say, what's up? I was going to say some words of wisdom or something. Oh, <laughs> you have it ready? I forgot it on the last one. And I forgot it until just now. So I was just Googling uh, <laughs> some things. Uh, I have a quote from Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Very cool. Our favorite band here at Rooster Grooves, maybe. Oh, this is the Rooster Grooves <clears throat> uh, Chili Peppers uh, podcast. <laughs> Flea once said, to be a modern rock band and not be innovative, innovative is to suck. And to suck is to be lame. And to be lame is to be weak. And to be weak is to be a jerk. I like that. There you go. That's I like that. Words of wisdom. I'm going to try and do find more musical wisdoms from people. I like every that. Every episode, maybe. maybe. Just pumped up for the episode, inspired right at the top. Exactly, yeah. I like that, Jay. Cool. Bring it on. Uh, I'm a fan of Flea. Yeah. Slap it a BS. There you go. But today, we we're talking about a different band. Yes. We were talking about Bag Raiders. Bag Raiders. Anybody heard of them? I hadn't until recently, the other day. I had. Okay heard their music for years uh one yeah. song in particular we'll, which we'll get to yeah but i had no idea who it was mm. or even if it was a band right yeah. um you know i had no clue about their existence or who these people were yeah but uh yeah they're out there they're making elect electronic music it's a duo yeah out of australia mm -hmm. they have two albums out that came out in like 2009 or 10 mm -hmm. with a debut album yeah and they just Speaking of innovation, you know, these guys are, they like using modular synths and innovating with electronic music and seeing what they can do. Yep. Um, and they make, you know, dance oriented pop music. Yeah. Yeah. Fair to say. Uh, Fair to say. Uh, pop house, EDM, indie, indie mm -hmm. pop, alternative dance, electronica, synth pop, indie tronica. Boom. That's a, a good word. Is a genre, apparently, indie tronica. Uh, that, that should be a band name, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I do have a list of some influences. Yeah. We got Earth, Wind, and Fire, mm. The Brothers Johnson, 808 State, and Orbital. Mm. Um, and then I am pulling some of this from a website that's a German website, so I can't just read some it. of it. <laughs> and I don't know, so some of it, I'm not sure exactly which one of these guys. Uh, we should say their names before we go yeah, any yeah, further, yeah. actually. Yeah. Let me back it up one second. Um, we got Chris Tracy. Yeah. Stracy. Stracy. Yeah. And then Jack Glass. Yeah. That's a good name. Yeah. Good names. Uh, so, so then I have a few more list of influences. I'm not sure if it was Chris or Jack mm -hmm. listing these. Uh, I tried to figure it out, but I can't. It doesn't say their names on this, but I got Prince, Fleetwood Mac, Holland Oates, SND, Apex Twin, Amon Tobin, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Michael Jackson, Daft Punk, Boards of Canada. And he said anything and everything. Right. So, pretty big, nice list. Apex Twin. I have to correct you there. Is that right? Yeah, you said Apex Twin. I thought that's how it was pronounced. Apex, <laughs> yeah. He's a old school, crazy electronica guy. Do you right. ever see any of his videos with the the weird heads and all that? Like, um, I don't think so. Some pretty famous music, yeah. I, I know he's pretty, like, he's got a, like a kind of a cult following yeah. type. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously pretty huge. And now he's like 50-something, and he just... Lives a quiet life in the Highlands of Scotland. So I oh, hear. yeah. So I hear. Not yeah. making music? Uh, I think he is, but sort of under the radar, maybe releasing under different names. Uh, uh, he did this thing recently, actually. I think it was like he, he developed some software with some engineer, and it was like some AI music thing. 
So you could like type instructions into it and it would create Aphex Twin style music or mm. something like that. <laughs> okay, that's kind of freaky. It is kind of crazy. Yeah. But anyway. We're in the age of uh, AI, this big movement yeah. right now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I've got so much to say on that, but we should do an AI <laughs> podcast. I don't know. We will. The technology. <laughs> hey, check out one of our favorite episodes, Actress. Mm -hmm. He was doing a lot of stuff with AI and music. So yeah, let's check that's that out. A, yeah. And that was a great episode that was yeah. a surprise because we didn't even mean to do that artist. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, but we did and we're happy that we did. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. What else we got on these guys? Um, yeah, two albums, like you say. They haven't won any awards, but they've been nominated for mm -hmm. like ARIA awards, which is like the Australian music industry thing. Mm -hmm. And ARIA is like what the charts are called in Australia as well. It's like Australian recording. Yeah, something like that. Something, something. International Australi Austrians. I yeah. don't know. Let us know. Yeah. Anyway. And so they've like been certified like what platinum and gold through aria stuff sales and that they have like over four billion streams apparently mm -hmm. like of their music online so uh yeah crazy stuff they toured the world they're from australia but they've spent a lot of time in the us and europe yeah. touring do dj sets as well i think there's a few yeah, online it's kind of where they came from yeah where they started doing remixes yeah, yeah. um yeah so I say, uh, I mean, that's a pretty good overview. Let's get another track, get some more vibes up in here. Let's do it. This one's called So Demanding from their first album, Bag Readers. Demanding by Bag Raiders here on Rooster Grooves on yeah. Signal S I G N L. Yeah. So let's talk about where these guys came from, right? Mm -hmm. Bag Raiders from Sydney, Australia, right? Yeah, from the yeah. the uh, the place, the city Cranbrook. Cranbrook. Cranbrook yeah. School. Okay. Oh well, oh, that's, that's the name of the school. Oh, cool. Yeah. But I don't. Uh, yeah, Sydney in general. Yeah. I don't know much about the early history if they were moving around or I think. As far as I know, they just stayed in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and then they eventually met at the Cranbrook School in Sydney, which I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I have a little bit of info on what they were up to before that. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. Um, not a lot. And it's all this anecdotal stuff is from this other German website. So I, <laughs> I, I can't. Was it Das Spiegel? What are you reading? Oh. Um, I don't know. It's Bedroom Disc. Okay. Right. Disco. Okay. But it's all in German. Nice. I don't know if there's an English version of this site. Right. And I just don't know what I'm doing, but uh, okay. it's all German words, okay? Just everybody be patient with me. I can't read German. <laughs> um, but so I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying that to preface. I don't know who is speaking, if it's Jack. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but so this person says he grew up playing violin. Hmm. And uh, he said it was his parents said it was their own interest in violin. Hmm. But I think uh, he was telling he was saying in the interview, like they probably had a hand in kind of coercing him and you know, influencing right. him towards that a little bit. And then he, he eventually did enjoy it towards the end. Uh, 
Um, so we kind of, you know, fell in love with it. But didn't in the beginning stages. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, which, you know, who who likes to play an instrument when you're a little kid? Like, I mean, you know, yeah. I'd, you want to. I didn't like my piano lessons growing up. Right. Mostly because I had a bad teacher and also they, my parents decided it would be great to do on a Friday afternoon when I was like, I don't want to do that on a Friday afternoon. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's Friday. So exactly, yeah. They don't get it. Yeah. Uh, but that's basically all I have. But... um. Yeah, he just started loving it, and that was the inspiration for some music stuff. And then, right, yeah, yeah, and then so later on, they both meet in the school, right? You said Cranbrook, mm-hmm. so right? Cranbrook School in Sydney, and they were. Um, I don't know if this is a high school. Is this a high school or? I, I think it's a secondary school. Yeah, so but I'm not sure. They were studying music, though. Like they both say they're classically trained, and I think they're in the orchestra kind of thing, um, and in choir as well um sound like it was at school at this secondary school kind of thing and uh, real quick i'll just jump yeah, in yeah cranbrook school is a dual campus independent anglican early learning primary and secondary and boarding school for boys yikes so it's an all-in-one yes <laughs> that's crazy yeah um and yeah and so they met through doing learning together at school and mm-hmm. specifically music and they said they would they'd take breaks and sneak off and smoke cigarettes and talk about like, their shared love of music. And turns out they were both interested in like the early electronic music from Warp Records, mm-hmm. which was still is around. Great label, uh, lots of great artists on there. Aphex Twin, obviously. Battles, Brian Eno's released some stuff on there. Borders to Canada. Brian right, yeah, Lotus has released some stuff on there. Nice. Um, yeah, they were really like, yeah. They, I, yeah. they they described themselves as kind of music nerds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they were they were playing in concert bands, orchestras, and I think they were also in a choir together. Right. Yeah. And uh I don't know which was which, but one of them was a year ahead of the other. Yeah. Uh just you know, for facts. Yeah. I think Jack is uh slightly older. If the internet Jack. is correct, it's saying he's forty years old and uh and uh Stracy. I'm going to call him Stracy. Stray, that's a good name. Is uh, 38, according to the internet. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. According to famouspeople.com or the something. The internet like that. doesn't lie. <laughs> Come on. So, yeah, they started eventually like swapping tunes. Yeah. And this was, they really started making music after they were out of school. Yeah. Just um, continuing to hang out, sharing mm-hmm. their in, in influences with each other, which obviously led to them creating music with mm-hmm. each other. And uh, I think like this mixtape thing was the first thing they did, right? Did you hear about this? Um, I believe so. Yeah. I think because um, where their name came from, Bag Raiders. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have yeah. But yeah, they said they uh, wanted to put together a like a release mixtape, but they didn't have enough of their own tunes. So they put a couple of their tunes on there, and then just kind of raided their friends and family's record collections mm-hmm. to like mix in into this whole mixtape. And therefore, they called themselves the bag raiders because they were just raiding. Okay. I didn't get that yeah. exact an- anecdote. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah. they were, it was with their buddy Gus uh. from Bang, Bang Gang, which I'm not sure if it was a band or a record label. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was Bang Gang 12 Inches. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so yeah, they didn't really have any of their own, so they were borrowing from their friends and family. Um, and the name stuck with them. They started yeah. doing remixes. Right. So they yeah. came out with that. And then they just started making more and more remixes and started messing with their own stuff yeah. and started coming up with their own original music. Right. Yeah. Cool stuff. So, boom. I mean, yeah. uh, the first 
I, I have one of the first things that they released was in 2008, Turbo Love. Yeah. EP. Yeah. Um, which featured the song that we're going to talk about in a little while. Mm-hmm. We're going to play it in a little while. Shooting Stars, right? Yeah. That was and the first appearance of that track. Yeah. One, real quick before, there was a, a song called Fun Punch, hmm. which I think was their, uh, like, their first thing that they released, oh, as really? far as I know. But uh, mm. it's not on Spotify. Fun Punch. So that's something that might be on SoundCloud or, or even on YouTube, I think it's yeah, on. Yeah, probably someone has it. But I'm not sure why it wasn't released or whatever, but, yeah. you know, to each their own. Yeah. Uh, that was in 2007. Right. And so their first album that we were about to talk about was in 2010. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it spawned the single Shooting Stars, which gained a lot of attention, uh, you know, slowly. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll move into that story as we go. Yeah, because they said that track kind of got gold certified, I think with the aria thing as well just straight away it was just a solid track yeah when it came out kind of thing so Mm -hmm. let's give it a play and then we want to talk a little bit about this track okay we're about to play shooting stars right now yeah you're you're ready for it (laughs) who's heard this who's heard this before Stars by Bag Raiders from the debut album Bag Raiders. 2010, that album came out, but this track came out, I think, on an EP earlier, Turbo Love EP. Oh, it was on that one? Yeah, in 2007 or something like that. Yeah, so it was an early one. Yeah. And uh, if you're very online, you probably would have heard it, right? Uh, how many of you have heard it? <laughs> Leave it in the comments. Yeah. If you've heard it, let us know. Because I definitely, so that I knew that song. From like TikTok and stuff? Or from, I think it was, yeah, I don't know. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but I guess probably TikTok, Instagram, maybe even. Because I definitely heard it before, but I've heard it like on like compilation clips on like mm-hmm. some TV shows or whatever. And then I was watching a UFO documentary the other day and I heard it play and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I've got to Shazam this. And I was like, Bag Raiders. I was like, I thought it was going to be someone I'd heard of. But, and know. that was the first time you've heard it? No, the, I'd heard the song before, but I didn't know who it was. So okay. I Shazammed it and I was like, oh, okay. oh, that's Bag Raiders. Yeah. And that's why we're here today. Talking about bag raiders. Bag raiders. So, yeah, so that's a good song. So, I mean, should we jump into the story? Yeah. Do you, where do you want to start? Because I have some info on how they created the song as well. Like, do you want to jump into the meme stuff first? Let's just talk about the meme thing. Get it out of the way. All right. Okay. Just because it's a, it's a fun story. Yeah. Kind of. Um, so this song became a meme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like six or seven years after it was released, right? So, yeah. 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 So like in 2007, yeah. um, it... The sound, you know, particularly the beginning of the track when the beat kind of drops for the verse, Mm -hmm. it's uh, that that part got put on some video. I don't know. It's hard to describe memes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, But there, it's put over videos of like there was a main one of a fat guy falling, and then 
and then he's like they put it superimposed over stock footage of space so it looks like these people or or characters are falling and it's kind of funny and yeah it's silly and yeah. i don't know what the point of memes are <laughs> it's just communication and fun yeah i think one of the guys from bag raiders favorite ones was like the yeah this fat guy jumping off of a bridge mm -hmm. so you like it starts out like you're gonna watch like a, a fail video kind right, of thing yeah. and then as he before it like before he even lands like as soon as he jumps he just <clears> goes to the star thing and, and there's this guy flying the music drops right at the same time <laughs> yeah. and then it's all spacey and yeah. <laughs> he's he's you know in that particular one you know he's there's he's swimming with dolphins and right. he's in space um and then yeah. so there's a bunch of different versions of that style of video yeah, using yeah. the same audio yeah and that's what that meme is and so it kind of it blew up worldwide yeah to the point where their their song got huge shooting stars got big in countries they've never even been to for right. example yeah 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 and so like and what was i gonna say damn train of thought man um it'll come back yeah yeah so like it's been hundreds <clears throat> of videos that people have done this thing and uh, there's a website like i think it's called know your meme or something mm -hmm. like that and it's this site sort of traces the history of some of these popular memes and tries to interview the people involved with them mm -hmm. to see, you know, what they think about it and stuff. Um, and like, I think they traced it back to like, it was like maybe in Australia's funniest home videos type thing, some show like that where this track was used and then they got exposed to people. And then, and then the guys say they first heard about it because they got like tagged on like one of their social media accounts from some video kind of thing. And at first they said they were re really confused. It's like, they didn't know what the fuck this was. Like, what is this? Okay. Yeah. So it didn't really take it, make anything of it. And then they said, when it got up to like 10 of these, they were like, okay, what's going on here? Like, yeah. Are people taking the piss out of us or what's going on? It, I mean, such yeah. a mysterious thing. Yeah. Like they didn't know what was going on. They had no idea. They didn't, they didn't not create it. Yeah. So, you know, people were leaving comments on the YouTube video you know, like oh, I came here from Harambe brought me here. Right. Or, you know, whatever. Cause they were in, yeah. they were doing Harambe stuff. Harambe's the gorilla that right. like got shot a few years ago. Oh damn. I didn't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. if a kid fell in the enclosure, oh, shit. so they had to shoot him and oh, it was okay. really sad. Yeah. Uh, so Harambe's like his own meme. Right. Basically. So right. they put that meme and mixed yeah. it with this song. Right. Uh, but anyway, they were just like, yeah. they were seeing these clues. Like, what are these people even talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah. what is this? So yeah. they started to research and discovered, yeah. like, the band themselves discovered how outreaching their song had gotten yeah, yeah. through the world and through the internet. Yeah. And, yeah, and so, like, they, they, yeah, they, they realized what was going on, I think, at a certain point. They also, like, they still had to try and explain what a meme was to their parents as well, because they were like, what, you know, what is this? Why is it so popular? And I mean, I've struggled. we're talking about it now, we, and I still can't give you a good answer. Exactly. We struggle to do this. Uh, yeah. Definition of a meme. Drop it in the comments. If let you us know. <laughs> Honestly, let us know because we need to know. Um, so, um, yeah. I was just going to say even like huge stars like Lady Gaga was making right. comments about this meme. Yeah. Um, she said, you know, what is this music? This is better than anything I've heard lately. Yeah. So just to further the exposure. Yeah. yeah. And just to keep the, the ball rolling and more people being exposed to this song and this meme. Yeah. And it's weird because we on the show, we talk about like pivotal moments of like when things blew up for certain artists kind of thing. And. Uh, sound like bag raiders are already doing pretty well in Australia up until this point. Mm -hmm. And this is like six, seven years after it was originally released. Yeah. It blows up again. But it was big in a way for them that it exposed them to so many more people mm -hmm. all around the world. Um, uh, I think the guys even said people have come up to shows 
to them and, and said, well, I found you like from this meme, but then I decided to look up your other music and I liked it. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> that, I mean, just so cool. Yeah. How that works. And, and they also said that, how do they feel about the copyright issue of this kind of thing? Um, they said that they didn't really care because like, uh, they said at a certain point, you know, when you create, they've learned that when you create music and once it's left your outbox, that's the way they said it, uh, that it's not yours anymore and it will do whatever it will do and you can't really control that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. To just like allow that to happen. Allow the internet to do what it's going to do is what they said kind of yeah. thing about it. And they said they have got angry emails from some people saying, hey, you struck down my YouTube video or whatever. And they were like, it wasn't us. They said that I think some of it was distributed by Universal and Universal have these algorithms that detect things on right. YouTube and all that kind of thing. It was but, a bot. Yeah. But for the most part, they don't care. They love the fact that it's been out there. And they said their intention with all of their music is is to create stuff that other people can have fun with and enjoy. And he said this is just kind of actually a very realistic example of that happening yeah. kind of thing, you know. So, yeah, because people weren't taking the piss out of the music. They were... It's, still a, like a dope track even though it's on these funny videos yeah it's, it's like, yeah they're you know, not so. making fun of the music yeah yeah exactly yeah. so um a little bit about how they create this track though before we move on mm -hmm. it's interesting because there's that sort of main synth lead line kind of thing mm -hmm. <laughs> and they said they were spef specifically trying to create the most annoying sound possible to like kind of sound like a mosquito kind of thing yeah and he was like cycling through sounds until he found that one. And they said it even escalates. So to try and get it even more annoying kind of thing. Yeah, it kind of goes, <laughs> it gets higher as it goes through the track. Yeah. And, and they said they came up with that. And then the other guys started doing chords to it. And they just jammed it and came up with the track. And they said it's a weird structure because basically it's like verse, 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 break, chorus, 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 mm -hmm. and then end kind of thing. Yeah, just like so, a big, long yeah. verse, yeah, a little break, and then big chorus at the end. Yeah. And it works. It's cool. Which they've mentioned before, they said like one of their approaches in the early days was to like build up a track and have a groove going mm -hmm. and then take out the drums, have a break and then have a drop. And then mm -hmm. that was like their approach to arranging music. Right. And they would like specifically like they build like a the structure for the the beginning of the track, but then yeah. they'd work really hard to make the drop basically yeah. and make just make it blow up, make it super awesome, get the energy in the track. Yeah. yeah. And then fill in the other outro yeah. intro stuff yeah is definitely. that is that the way you understood it that's how it's, i understood yeah it. and i think they've changed you know it's been a while that they've been around only two albums though and i think they sort of changed their approach more recently like since covid and all that and mm -hmm. different things um which i mean if we're moving on from shooting stars in the debut album should we move on to the yeah. horizons album yeah. yeah and let's quickly touch on like that was they dropped in 2010 and then it got famous in 2017 again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then they didn't release this next album till 2019. Right. So there's a yeah. big, you know, gap in what were they doing? I think they were touring. Yeah. Done a lot of touring. They play live as a band. Uh, initially, just two of them, and I think they added maybe at least one other person. I heard them say they had a drummer, two of them at some point. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of DJ sets, not of their own music, but of other people's music. They say like house music mostly, kind of thing. Uh, tropical house music was one thing I saw. But yeah, I mean, big gap. And also COVID happened, which is weird because 2019, they just finished this album, Horizons, their second album right before COVID. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. that's what happened. They were supposed to go on tour 
and uh, they couldn't do it. They had to abandon that whole right after the big new drop, after the big new album. Yeah. So, but I think um, so. This album is an, definitely an improvement, definitely an evolution of their sound. Would you mm-hmm. say? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Similar. Similar vibes. Yeah. Like kind of uplifting, upbeat pop electronica yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it does, it feels the next level. Yeah. Just more refined. I mean, they had literally almost a decade, you know, to work on their craft. Yeah. And I think also, that's the other thing about this, that gap. They, it wasn't like they weren't writing music because I think they also said a lot of the tracks they had for Horizon were written in that period as well, mm. the gap between the albums. And so they said some of these tracks were years old before they finished right. them kind of thing. And and so I think they did sort of decamp to at Los Angeles to create a studio there to make this album. That was kind of their hub. Um, Cause they said for a certain point they would spent like so long on the road that they miss being in the studio and messing around with things kind of thing. Um, so they consciously decided to go to LA, build the studio. Um, they said about 60% of the album was done there and the rest of it was done in various other studios whilst they were on tour. They also have a lot of features, right? Different artists that are collaborating with them vocally mm-hmm. on some of the tracks on this album. Australian artists, I think. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. particularly Australian artists who they know, you know, in, who run in the same circles. Yeah. Artists that they care about and they, they like their art, yeah. their music. Yeah. Um, but but who don't do electronic music. Right. Most yeah. of the ones who they bring on don't aren't in the electronic interesting, circles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they they with intention, they wanted to bring them in from a different genre and have them create something for their electronic music to add a new, you know, dimension. You find that a lot of like electronic artists, especially like this and also like uh, the Avalanches and Mm. Chemical Brothers, because even though they're making and releasing electronic music, they have like influences from like other genres. Totally. You know, um, like, surprisingly apparently i heard what these guys listen to on their off time is a lot of um world music classical music and ambient drone music <laughs> okay <laughs> like chill stuff i think yeah, yeah wow. is what they it, what they listen to in their relaxation because their music isn't really chill i wouldn't like, no. it's pretty energetic yeah. yeah 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 well i think they like to party have that energy right yeah you know like yeah so uh, me too jamie yeah too. yeah and you can get that from these two albums for sure. Like, um, and yeah, there's some dope tracks on this track, Horizons. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we start out with one? Yeah, How Long. That was the intro track tonight. Yeah. That was, got some Bonobo vibes for me there on the production. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, where would you tell people to start with uh, listening to Bag Raiders? Um, album one or album two or somewhere in between? Album one. Yeah. I mean, I would probably yeah. say go look at the memes. Yeah. And then go from there. Yeah. And then and then listen to Shooting Stars again. That's still a good track for me. It's, it, like, it's a cool track. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's it's simple, but it's like it's got a vibe to it. Yeah, like, it yeah. feels good to listen to. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got yeah. an uplifting sensibility to it, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Um what else do we have on these guys? I mean, <laughs> I think that that's about it. Yeah. To be honest, that's all I got on Bag Raiders. Yeah. Um, we're gonna close out the podcast with a with their latest release, yeah, which yeah. is a single. Yeah. And you got anything else? Let's call it. Yeah, the track's called Letting Go, so I think we're just gonna let go of this episode. Right? Letting go. Yeah. Hands off. <laughs> uh, but thank you for coming in and 
uh, hanging out, listening. Okay. Thanks for being here. If you want to hang out with us on Instagram, it's at uh, Rooster Grooves. Um, TikTok at Signal Radio. Where else are we? Twitter at Signal Radio. No, no, that at uh, Rooster yeah. Grooves. There's both. They're both of them. Yeah, both of them. Okay, which haven't been updated since Elon Musk took over. No. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because I'm bad at social media, not because of Elon. We're Musk, we're but. both bad at it, but we're <laughs> we're getting better. Yeah. Um. But if you got any tips or tricks on how we should do social media better, Jay's mm-hmm. got the email to hit us up directly. What is that, Jay? Roots to Grooves at signalradio.com. S i g n l radio.com. They use Ableton, by the way. Dart of choice. Ableton. Yeah, we're just going to tack this on the end. First time we've done this. Uh, shout out Ableton. Give us a free Ableton. Yeah, sponsored yeah. by Ableton. Yeah. Roots to Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S I G N L radio.com.